Hilchis para Aduma Perek Tes. Okay. Procedures. Kate said the catch and has a mind if I put up. How do you, are you, are you sanctified? In other words, how how are you makadesh the water? Makadesh is the verb we just said that put that defines putting the ash onto the water, which makes it now water which you can use to sprinkle on somebody who's talking to us mess. How do you do that? You put the water which you filled up from a, 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 a spring, right, a natural spring, a mayon, and we said it has to be done bekavona, as we'll see soon, right? You fill it up with shemechatos. You put in the keli. In other words, if you, even if you uh, have a large jug, you fill it up with this natural spring, you can put that water in the second keli at that, at that point. Again, but you have to make sure you're not doing any other, other malachim besides what's relevant over here. But then you put ash on the surface of the water. So it's visible. It can't be a tiny drop. It has to be enough that it's visible. Again, I'm not sure how long it has to remain visible before eventually it gets diluted. It doesn't have to be enough that, it's, that even after you dilute it, it's, it's visible. But the point is that when you put it there, if the first moment, I guess, it's invisible. Even if it's a large water that's full of a large water, a jug, excuse me, a large uh, barrel full of water, so therefore the ash is not significant. It's not a, not a large amount. It's very minute comparatively. But as long as it's visible on the surface, you put it there, that's sufficient. Then after you put the ash on top of the water, you're supposed to stir it. If you put the ash first on a dry barrel, a dry, dry, a dry keli, afterwards you pour from the barrel into this dry keli on top of the ash. Possible, it's possible. says, put water on the ash. We just put the ash in the water, not the water on the ash. To mix together, after you put the ash on top of the water, mix together in a certain sense, you're putting the water on top of the ash. We all know this from Masech HaSeh to Daf Tezayin. Tezvav. Pelach the person doing the Kiddush, placing the ash in the water. Tarach Shishkavan, he has to do it intentionally. He can't be doing it uh, by accident. He has to put the ash on the water with his hand. So he has to put it on the water. He has to do it intentionally. He has to use his hands. Shemar it says, "Velok chula tamei." They should take for the purposes of the person who's tamei, meaning it has to be intentional. the kiddush All three of those processes, the order is funny over here because really first comes miloy, then kiddush, then hazah. But the point is, is that kiddush is the main subject. So putting the ash on the water, filling the water up from the spring, and sprinkling on the person's tamei all has to be done intentionally. It can't be done. By accident. If, however, the ash came into the water by accident, it fell from the ash container into the water. If it fell from the keli, the jug, hold the pitcher, the, the thing holding the what the veil is called, the veil holding the ash into the water, into the water, or even if it didn't fall by itself from the ash container into the water, you took the ash with your hand. And then your friend pushed you, or the wind, the wind pushed you, pushed your hand. And then, and then the, or the wind pushed, um, pushed the ash that's out of your hand, and the ash then fell from your hand, into the water. Or the ash fell from your hand onto the side of the container. In other words, even if it, if it happened intentionally, but it didn't. Um, uh, it didn't. It didn't fall directly. Even you know, it's well. He says not fall, but even if you put it intentionally, but you missed the water, it landed on the rim. If a large, thick rim landed there on purpose, and then you, and then from there it fell into the cave. Let's say, or fell from one hand to the other. The point is, is that when it fell from your hand, 
even if afterwards, you, let's say it fell over here, it's not falling from the other side of the clay, it fell from your hand onto the side of the keli, then you intentionally brush it off the side into the water, that doesn't count. It has to go from your hand directly onto the water, intentionally with no interruptions. So if it fell from your hand to the side of the keli, then you brushed it in, or it fell from one hand into the other, and then, and then into the keli, the is impulsive, that doesn't work. Gimel. If you put the ash on the water, but the water is a tiny, minuscule amount, it's not enough to do the hazah, because to do the hazah has to be enough that you dip the, the we'll see soon, the hyssop into, and then sprinkle it, and if it's a tiny, it's a tiny amount you can barely see, it'll make the hyssop a drop wet, it's not going to sprinkle, therefore it's not enough. So, what if you put the ash on top of in two different water supplies, but both of them are a tiny, minuscule amount, even though combined it may be sufficient, learn this ganj doesn't count. It's mashma over here that if you afterwards, if you have, yeah. or you have two regular barrels and you put them, the ash on top, you want to mix them together afterwards, it's not a problem. We'll see if it's, there's no ash on it, that could be a problem. Or if the ash has one, not the other, it could be a problem. But if they both have ash, mixing the khair is not a problem. Okay, if if the ash was flowing on the surface of the water, carnus minimum milo. No, because if you had less than less than the No, that's for sure an issue. Because even if later on you mix it together. Yeah, no, exactly. Unless when you put the ash on the water, there was enough ash, water at that time that you could dip it and have enough that'll sprinkle. If that's not the case, we did is worthless. If this was enough later, it evaporated. Then maybe we'll see you mix something else. But here, besides the ash is put on the water. It has to be that amount. What is that? A half a teaspoon? I don't know. Whatever it is, that's the shear. If the ash is floating on the surface of the water, because you put the ash there, now it's floating on the surface. Sometimes it's like a thick layer of ash. It takes time until it gets wet. Then you skim off some of the ash. Not, the ash is still dry. You take that, you put it in other water. That counts. That's not a problem. However, any ash which already touched the water, meaning it's got, got wet so to some degree, they can't reuse that. But even if you sit it, let it dry, doesn't work. So when you put ash in the water, any ash that's wet is that's it. It's used, it's used up. You can't use it twice. If it's dry, then it's like it's sitting still in, in, in its container. It's just a container with the water on the bottom, so you can still use it. Even if the ashes was blown to the water by the wind. Or the wind put the ash into the water. A, you know, so it wasn't the clear intentional. So if that's the case, what's the big deal? Why can I take it off? What's the microphone? I didn't use it. Yeah. Take the ash out of the water, dry it off, and use it again. No, it ain't even not going to be but dry off the ash. Yeah. So you should leave the container in the sun, let it evaporate, collect the ash from the bottom, and use it again. No, but you can't. But you can't dry it off and use it again. Mainly, you know, it, it, even though, now, first of all, when it fell by itself, that doesn't work, right? That's not a legitimate kiddush. But the water is still kosher, as we'll see, but pashtus. But, but, but the question is now, so if I use it intentionally, I can't reuse it. Fine. But this ash wasn't used. That by itself. And the, the, the Kiddush is not legitimate. So the ash hasn't been used up, if you will, Kaviyachol. So dry it out and use it again. No, you can't. Once it touches the water, that's it. And L'chayat did Rabbanon, because if you let them do that, they'll use it when, even when, it's, when it was put intentionally. I think that's the word, okay. but I'm not sure. Yeah. Could be yeah, yesterday material. we actually said, if it was that was that was before he touched the water. I put it in my hand from yeah, the ash supply. But I'm just saying he, he happened to mention the exact same thing. Yeah, it, there was a, a surplus of buffer right. that wasn't touching the water. Right. In that case, I took the ash into my hand. I see it's a lot, so I put some of it back and then I put it in the water. In that case, the bechalim going the keli with the water is. 
Here he went to the kid where the water is. Now, Kli Katan, a small Kli, it was a large Kli. You have a small cup in a big bucket, and they're full of water. Yes. Well, well, I mean, if you have a small cup inside of a big, big, bu- big bucket, and it's full to the, the big bucket full to the top, automatically the small cup is going to be filled as well, right? Remember, and the water is mixing as one big supply of water. So, and this water was just kosher for mechatos. Once you place the right amount of ash that's seen that's visible on the surface on top of the large, large bucket, the large keli, all the water, including the water which happens to be inside the space of the large cup on the bottom of this big barrel. It's all it's all uh, mixed together. It's all considered miskadish. Yeah. So even the afishahoyah piv tzarbiyos, despite the fact that the small cup, like this thing, has a very small spout, but no, no, and, and none of the afer in this large barrel actually went in there. Wow. All the water is mixed together. So when I pull this out, now it's full of water because I put it in before when I filled, when I, when I poured the water from the original barrel that I used to take the water from the mayon, I put it into this bucket on the bottom of the which is this thing. Automatically, the water goes in there as well. Put the ash on top over here, and I pull this out right away. None of the ash touched this. Off became it's one big mixture. All right. That's pretty far out. Yeah, yeah. Now um, uh, the same thing would be. Well, no, it's not such a chiddush. You use a ladle, let's say, because over there, the, the, once you mix it all together, yeah. okay, you have to mix it all together or to be kosher, right? So you did that. Off became none of none of the ash it's actually went into the small keli. So, so the hole is so small. Right. Oh. So there has to be, so, so we'll see that there's a certain minimal shear that has to be, as we'll see soon. But, um, but, it, so, but it, as long as that's that shear, it's considered mixed. Now, how you... Um, um, I'm sorry, that's not correct. That's not correct. Over here, there's no minimal shear. As long as it's the smallest amount of water is mixed together... It's kosher. Later, we'll see there's a concept of a shear to, for the mixing together. But over here, since the mixing of the two water supplies was on the surface of the smaller keli, there's no need for, the, for the, uh, this opening could be a, 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 um, a pinhole. In other words, I, may, I just said there's a shear. It has to be a certain size. I'm not correct. It, it can be the smallest size. We'll see that later there's a shear. That's, but that's a different story. That's, enough, that's something else. Over here, even if the spout is very small, as long as it's... Uh, that's why the ash doesn't go in it, because the spout is very small. Right, correct, correct. I mean... Well, no, the ash is mixed together. It's, my, it's almost like powder. But the point is that because the barrel is so large, when I take the small keli out from the large barrel, the, whatever ash is there didn't go into this little part of the water. Right. It doesn't do with how large the, how large the actual spout is. Well, it's the small, spout is very large. No, because even, even if there's no spout, even if it's a cup and the, and the width yeah. of the opening is the whole entire thing, it's a barrel 60 by 6 feet. There's a small cup this size in the corner. None of the ash is going to... Lavdafke went in here. Even if I mix it, Lavdafke, if it went in there. Because mix it just, just, just enough the ash gets mixed like, into the water. It doesn't go with the entire thing. You don't have to push it, you know, you know mix it like a, like a pot of soup, Lavdafke. What is, because water of the big Haley that has aphid in it, right. that water that went into the very little bottle... Makes that it's the same water as if exactly. it's a water that has a. It's all one, it's all one water. Yeah, it's right. all one water. That's right. The point. Right, 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 exactly. But my but the point. But the, but the opening of the small of the small keli could be even the small even a pinhole. As long as it's large, if the mind to go in, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I'll tell you why that confused myself because we'll see Allah Chavav in one second. Allah Chayit Dvar. Okay. You have a sponge in the water. You put the ash into it. So you have a barrel, and in the, and and um, and. Uh, uh, it was a, it was a, he left, left the sponge in yeah. the barrel. And, and you use the barrel to fill up 
Right, good, fine. So you, ha- you have the bow which you used to fill up the water from the Mayon. Then you have a small container that you're going to put this water into before you put the ash on it. Right, because you don't want to cut all the water at once. Because you want to cut just a small part. But there's a sponge at the bottom of this keli. Good. The water that's in, absorbed in the sponge, that water is possible. That's considered not, not like a small keli. That's its own department. It's separate. The patient, it's not considered part of the keli. Now, the problem is... How do I make sure that none of that water mixes with the water oh. that I'm putting in the rest of the keli? Oh. Because we'll learn that even the smallest amount of mashu of non mayichatas water is past the whole thing. It's, it's, it's not bottle b'shishim. It's What you do? You have to pour off all the water till the, when the water starts moving in a way that now the sponge is almost going to be exposed above the surface of the water. Because if you keep doing it after it's exposed, then some of the water from the sponge is going to be mixed right. in. For don't touch the sponge. Because if you touch it, some of the water will go out and into the water and becomes a problem. If you do touch the sponge, even though... Left a little bit on top. Colshin here means, I think, a, no. no matter how, how large. No, even though it's a large amount, no, if you touched it... Amount. No, no, no. Even though, even, even though there's a large barrel and the sponge in the bottom, so therefore... No, it says, one second. So therefore, at the moment you touch on the bottom, whatever, whatever came out is not really touching, touching, touching the water on top of the surface that's being poured off now. But that doesn't make a difference. Once the water leaves the sponge, it's considered mixed with all the kosher water. And therefore, now the entire bowel becomes puzzle. Whatever, whatever got poured off after the sponge gets touched, it's considered wow. that, there's, that there's non-legitimate water mixed in, and it's, and it's puzzle. Now, a, a, a sponge in a, in, in a container... It doesn't go to the bottom, it floats. It depends on, on, on the material. I mean, sponges here are having a little different material, but... Uh, it's full of water. If it's full yeah. of water in the beginning, is it? Once it's full What's of water, the... it can sink. Yeah? Okay, I don't What's know. It was the beginning. It always floats. Um, okay, we'll test that later. Now, this is a sponge that has a weight attached to it. The bottom yeah. part's made of metal because the bottom part, the scrub, the, the, the difficult part, yeah. is made of heavy iron. Okay. Now, if you have a sponge, if the sponge falls to the water, yeah, you have water, and the water already has the, the ashes put on it. Good. Now, a sponge, a dry sponge, that is, falls in. How do I make sure? So, once, once, once the, the any of the mayim goes into the sponge, it goes back out. That's a problem. So I want to make sure none of, the, none of the water goes back out of the sponge. You can pick it up. Or, or maybe, no, I think the daf could take too, daf could slow. So you shouldn't be too, too, too um, you should daf could not uh, squeeze it. One second. Um, and squeeze it out so the clay, not in the clay. But my ambition is a cliche, the water in the clay is kosher. Oh, so what I said is not correct. Sorry, what I said is not correct. This, the water that goes into this, the water, the water which already has the ash on it, the water which already has the ash on it, and, uh, and um, the water which already has the ash on it, uh, that goes into the sponge, doesn't become invalid when it goes to the sponge. That's, not, that's wrong. It stays valid. But you're not supposed to squeeze it because we're, we're, we're cheshish. Yeah. What, what, before the water has ash put on it, goes into the sponge, now it's considered not part of the keli anymore. So therefore, when the ash is put on the, the rest of the water, that water is fine. The water in the sponge is, is, has not considered like water which has had ash. If you touch it, now non-mechatas water, even though it was filled from the spring, is mixed with mechatas water. Problem. However, if you put ash on the water with no sponge, everything is good. Now a sponge falls in. It, the, whatever, whatever gets absorbed into the sponge already had ash put on it. The fact that it goes out of the sponge doesn't create a problem. 
That's what you're allowed to take even if you're going to squeeze something. But you shouldn't deliberately squeeze it into the barrel. He says, That's beside the fact that, that, I, that I, as a gazero, we shouldn't get too comfortable squeezing the sponge into, into the water. <laughs> That's you the have shot. to squeeze it outside. Yes, as, as an ideally, right? So... Um, uh, so, so because uh, it's a, it, this is the case of Mishnah in the name of a base of Gurkhas explaining this, um, because we're we're geyser that what's going to happen if next time a sponge falls in the water, that you didn't yet put the ash on and then you're going to squeeze it out. Now you made a problem. So to create a hecker in your mind that the only reason I'm allowed to take it out is because it already had the ash on it. So squeeze it out outside the barrel. Okay, that's that's that that's the the word of you. But, 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 but we're not going so far to pass the whole water. That we don't do to you. We have a lot of right? But we say just squeeze it out of the barrel. Okay. You have two troughs and one stone, like a, na- a stone that you naturally like, carved into, like, you know, drinking areas for an animal, basically. Grooves, large grooves. And they're not touching. So like, like two, like, two like, um, natural pots that are side by side. Two what? Two lines. Yeah. And in one stone, okay, and 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 the and the water is not Why touching. Why would you think? It's... Because sometimes we'll see. One second. So the water is in each one of them. The nasa says, "Efer teirachas pen." You put the efer in the right one, and the mayim shabbos shnei mikdash. The water in the left one, even though both of them were filled up from the same spring, and not mikdash, because it's two separate kalim. I mean, it's two separate bodies of water. However, if under the surface there was a hole that connected them on the bottom, and it was wide enough as the the straw, hanayid of a usual of the typical leather drinking drinking uh, drinking pouch, and which is the diameter of two fingers. Which is the same by mikhilchs mikvah. The same thing. Or the water. Let's say the water was very high, and now the water on top of the surface is touching because they kind of flow from one to the other. Uh, even if the letter on top of the layer was even as thin as a garlic peel, uh, it's unlike the when it's under when it, un, under the surface, it has to be a larger shear. On top of the surface, a smaller shear. Any, any amount connects it. In that case, you put the ash in one of them because the water is connected. Both of them are considered to be connected, and the, both of them are considered to be kaddish zayin. Okay, so the practical scenario in zayin, I don't get completely, but let's let's try our best over here. You have two stones, you put them together, you connected them together to form one big trough, right? Okay. So um, basically that it's like one 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 area of the water sits, but two stones connected. The chenshtereves are two kneading bowls. The or you have one kneading bowl that was divided in half. You put ash in one of them, in other words, nechlekob, but then it was connected together. Now, the point is that you have, you have two, you have, you have one trough that was that was disconnected, and it's connected together. So, the water, here, he wants to tie it based on the rivet, I think, that it means inside of them. Between the two broken pieces that were kind of like glued together with some kind of mud that now is stuck together, that's not considered mukudashin, because in order to, for kiddush to be kosher, it must be in a cleat. You can't put water in your hands like this. And have some put ash in it and sprinkle on somebody. It doesn't work there. It has to be done in a cleat. This is not a cleat because it was broken and it's being held together by some haphazard Elmer's glue. Right? It's not considered legitimate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they do it some kind of uh, like plaster or lime that could last a long time, enough that you pick up one side, the other half won't fall off. Because before it was like it'll stay together on the floor, but they're not gonna. You pick it up one up, the other one will fall. Here you pick up one half, the other half will stay. And then in that case, the water shebenim again, meaning inside of them is is kaddish. 
Okay, now, so when I was preparing today, there was something that bothered me, and I, and I, I didn't understand it. Now I think it does not bother me anymore, so I got it. All right, Baruch Hashem. Ches, Hamayim Mekudashin. You have water, which already has the ash put on it. Shenis, over behind Mayim Achayim Kolshu. Any smallest amount of water gets mixed into it. This is really the assault, a lot of things we said before about the sponge that Aram didn't tell us. Now he's, now he's telling us. Even if a water that's not stamped tap water, it's water that was filled up from a spring for the purpose of Kiddush. But this barrel has the ash on it already. This one didn't. Now some water from this barrel splashed in the other barrel. That's a problem. Here, absolutely, it's possible. Now, yeah. Now, if the, they both had ash already put on them, and one, that I don't think I don't think so. I mean, I don't have a raya, but it makes sense to say it's not a problem. The problem here is because it was already mikdashin, yeah. and that other water is was not. not. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. Similarly, if wudu came into it, that's considered like water. So that's also possible. Okay. Yeah. So this is the picture. Just Allah, we just learned the two examples of the of the two troughs that are that are connected, either naturally or or in the or by by Elmer's glue. Yeah. That's okay. So that's the same idea. Sure. Here you go. So other kinds of liquids, or let's say blood, for example, or fruit just fell in. Yara kol spilled all out. Because it's possible. In that case, not only is it in the first case it's possible, spill it out and then try again. Here you have, to, you, have to, you have to spill it out. If it's all if to dry the keli out, and then you can try to put into it. Um, you want to use it to store uh, water from the par- for the paraduma that that was a skadish. So when you have a big barrel that was a skadish, and you have like a small cup you pour it into, and then in that cup comes any kind of water, it's it's possible. If in uh, a different liquid, let's say made pairs or or mashing of some kind came into it, then you have to also spill it out and dry it. In the first case, you don't have to dry it. I'm not totally sure why, but, but over here you have to actually dry it. But what if some kind of ink, or let's say, touch over here, different kinds of black earth or dark earth went into the water? Anything which you can see very clearly would leave a ration, assuming the keli is not black so you can see it. It's a white keli. You pour it out, you don't have to dry it. As long as you don't see any, any residue. Why? If there was any ink, you'd see it. Nearer, you would see it. The fact that you don't see it, you can be saying that it's not there. When it comes to a little bit of milk that got mixed in, that's a problem. Could be you can't see, you can't tell. So therefore you have to dry it out. Wipe it out and let it dry. Over here, you can be saying on your vision. Now, again, I don't know why when milk falls in, you have to dry it out. When water falls in, you don't have to dry it out. Um, okay, so the fact so over here, even the smallest amount is not bottle. Okay, Da-da-da. so why is it different? Sorry, one second. Okay, I'm not sure why. But Derek Hagav, he asked the Pasha the Kotzkasha. The din is, is that in order to make someone who's Talmud to us mess taller again, the tiniest drop is enough. So who cares if a drop of water get, gets mixed in? But if someone dips, his, dips the, 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 the Ezev and uses it to sprinkle, what are the chances it's not going to be a single drop of the original water uh, uh, touching him? It's almost like zero. So he says, very simple. That in the tiniest drop is with the person. 
that comes from the Ezev. But that Ezev, when you sprinkle it, that has to be 100% of the original Mechata. So it's not sufficient. What is Ezev? Hyssop. It's not sufficient if it's, uh, if, it's, if it's partial. Okay, so now it's like a, I could dip the, the Ezev into a small amount, even a quarter of a teaspoon, and spray it on 100 people. If everyone gets a tiny drop, whoever has a drop touch of the tiniest amount, that's enough. But a bee that whatever was on the Ezev has to be 100% mechatas. If a bit, okay, just whatever, fine. Okay, Tess. Hamat bil mechatas, a person tell was a key that he's going to use for, the, for mechatas. Right, he wants to be mechatas, the water. Now the din is that any keli, even if you just use a drink truma wine, is tummy for a paraduma. Until you table it, the shame paraduma. It's a special chumrah. So, unless you have a stone keli, if you want to put water that, that's mem kudash in it and then carry it somewhere to use it, you have to table it, obviously. The shame paraduma, the shame mechatas. So he tabled it, the maim she'en re'el kadash. He tabled it a regular mikvah, it's megashamim, 40 sa, but it's not a natural spring, so then you can't use that water for mechatas. In that case, if you put it's sarach anagev, but you have to first dry it out before you put the water, the, 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 the ash water in it. Because if not, there's a drop of non-legitimate water mixing the, mix the, the ash water. What if you dipped it in a mine in a spring? So anyways, that kind of water is water, which is legitimate for Paraduma. And so if you don't have to dry it out. Here, the, 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 when you take water that, had, that already was miskadish, and you put it in the small cup which you tabled, without drying it out, there's, there's water which is only mei mm-hmm. milo, it's not mei chata. So we said if it mixed together, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. So Muslim and the guy tables the water, bekavana for kiddush. And that's not considered, apparently, it's not considered a problem. Um, no, that wouldn't work. Sorry. Here the case is where the guy is tabling this keli, he's going to use this keli to do miloy with and put the ash in that keli. If the case was he already has a keli that was in the Scottish, he wants to take ash water from the large barrel and put it in this keli, that wouldn't help you no matter what, because it's going to mix together. So here he's dipping the, this cup in the mikvah because he wants to then use this, uh, this cup into which he's going to pour water that had been filled from a mayon, and on that he's going to put the ash. So then when he goes, to, when he tables it in the mikvah, he has in mind that whatever is left over after he tables it is the beginning of the miloy. <laughs> he's doing a tiny drop now when he tables it, and then later he'll do the rest, and then he'll put the ash on top of it. Well, where did it table with? Oh, in this case, it must be a mayan, obviously. That's what he says, yeah. Oh. Yeah, but my really kaddish, right? It's one. Okay. Oh, if, however, that, that was. Well, what's the kiddish? That's the place he should be tabling it. No, when you table it, just table it for the sake of making it tall paraduma, you can use it make sham. Uh-huh. But in that case, you have to dry it off completely, because because that water is not not part not, not paraduma water. Mm-hmm. Now, if over here, this this is the case I meant to say, if he tabled it because he wanted to put water from, a, from, the, from the barrel in it, and, but that barrel already was a scadish, already had the ash put on it, then you have to dry off anyways. Because even if, even if I dipped it in a mayon, and the, that water is not mechatos water, it's potential mechatos water. But you now that I mix that with, with the, right. the, the ash water, therefore either way have to dry it off. Yud. Okay, I'm, I think I'm being complicated for no reason sometimes. Keruha, yeah. yeah. Keruha is like um, a gourd. 
Yeah, it's like this, like a melon of some kind, like a, like a cantaloupe. You have like a half a cantaloupe, and you can like uh, dry it out. Yeah, and you have like a keli. You have to, you have to do like something to make it into a keli. Obviously, again, it has to be a keli. Okay, so you tabled it. You tabled it for the purposes of paraduma, right? And you tabled it in water, which is legitimate for paraduma. In other words, a spring. The kajim bo, you're allowed to miscalish with it, right? That's not a problem. You could put the put the put the ash on it and use it. However. If you already have another barrel that has Miskadosh already, don't put that into there to transport it and then use it somewhere else. Because over here, you can't really dry it out. Because the water you table this half a cantaloupe in is absorbed in it. So then it gets mixed with when you table it by itself and then you put the ash on it so the, the water you can see and the water you can't see absorbing the walls it's all one big mishmacha. That's not a problem. You table, it's all the Scottish at once. When you table it, you have water absorbing the walls. It's not, it's not, doesn't have the ash put on it. And then you take from the barrel that already has the ash. You put it, you put it in it. Now there's water in the walls that uh, got mixed in, uh, got mixed with it. Before you could say we said dry it out in the previous case, but this case by a melon you can't really dry it out. Okay, What it became tummy? What if it became tummy? And you table it to be tummy to, to make it toher. Whether it became mamish tame or it just wasn't tor lechatos, yeah? But then, in that case, you can't even fill it up with, with spring water and then put the ash on it. The tame water that's in the walls, once it became tame, the water inside became tame, and then that water comes out and gets mixed together. Right, okay. So it's it's may mayon, but it's tummy, so that doesn't help you. Yudalif. Mayan Mukudashim, you have sanctified water Inside you fell. These are all kinds of situations where other liquids get mixed in. Why don't we assume if a thing that got tummy was tabled? At that point, let's say the mashka left the walls. Why should mashka leave the walls? You didn't kasher it. Right. Now you're asking why is the mashka not tar? When you tabled it, the mashka itself is tar the No. Why not? It's part of the main mikvah. Now, if, you have a, if you have a big bucket of, of tummy water with a small opening, you dip it in the mikvah, and long, once it makes contact hashaka with the mikvah, it's not a problem. Yeah, not the water, not the, not the but the Okay, blue, I'm the not sure. No, no, lav dafke, lav dafke. You see, well, oh, so it might, but lav dafke, it could right. go some now, could go later, right? right. Okay. You know, if my you must have water which you, you which which already had the ash put on it, and now inside fell a snake or a scorpion, um, um, a uh, creepy crawling animal, a bug. This back when the bug popped, or the water changed color after the bug fell in. It's possible. Because you have to assume the body liquid of this animal came into the water, and it's a problem. Even it was a very, very dry type of bug, you go the molar or like an ant, a hadira, and a moth, like <laughs> or a grain lice, laus. Still, it's possible. If a um, what's the chipush over here? Beetle. If a beetle fell in the water. Even though the water did not, the, the animal didn't break. And the water didn't change color. It's like a straw. The water goes into the body of the beetle. It goes out of the body of the beetle. With some of its fluids, and even the smallest amount of mashu, he said it's possible to mime. You'd base. That's right. Get a sealed container. 
Now, saliva is also a problem, right? Therefore, drink smit. So, it's possible from saliva. All the birds, so it's possible. The exception is a dove. He says the dog, the dove sucks the water. No spittle goes from its mouth, and our mind gets mixed in the water. That's it just draws. Doesn't doesn't regurgitate. The chain also any creepy crawling animals that drinks ain't impaled and not paisal because they don't spit back. They just ingest. Chutzmachul, the exception of a mole. It licks with its tongue, like a cat, right? And the moisture goes from its mouth to the water. The color changed by itself, just the atmosphere. Because the smoky air, this barbecue is happening, there's a forest fire. Then, this is again, we're talking about you filled it up for the purpose of putting the ash on. There's no ash on it yet. If it freezes, it congeals, it freezes, then it melts. That's not a problem. If you did in the sun, which is, I'm not sure what the feel is, maybe because it's not a natural thing. It's a change, it's a caution. Or if you melt it by a fire, then it's possible. I'm not sure, completely sure why this is. Again, it's not a natural, uh, it's, it's even more na- unnatural. You doubt. A for chatos, you have the ash of the paraduma. Okay. And the color of the ash changed from black to gray or something. Machmas atzma, just by naturally, with time. Or because of other smoke in the area. Kosh, that's not a problem. If, however, it changes color because of the dust, or lime falls into it, or gifts, gypsum. Or any other ash gets mixed into it, regular ash from uh, whatever, from, from uh, something else. Kolshu has a pulse, in that case it's possible. Because it's considered a foreign substance and it's a whole different uh, thing. Tesavov. In the, in the beginning of Yidala, when Machos Ashen is kosher, because the ash in the air didn't mamash fall in, and the fact that the color change is not significant enough because it's not considered as foreign. It's not Paraduma ash, but the smoke. Ashen is smoke. Actually, smoke is not considered so foreign to it because it's, 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 it's supposed to have ash. So that's apparently why it's not possible. And person who thinks about the mechata, good, I'm thirsty, I'm going to drink it. doesn't possible just by, just by thinking. Until he actually drinks it, right? And I think that it says that he wants to see if he pours from, his, from the kli into his throat. Yeah. If 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 I don't know. If he pours from the kli into his throat, we didn't actually touch with his mouth. Like possible, then whatever there is not possible. Even though he drank from it, but it didn't touch his mouth. The whole problem apparently is it touches his mouth. Some spittle goes back into his. Yeah. So what's the chiddush? If I thought about it. <laughs> So the Chorin that I'm just going mirroring the Mishnah. The Mishnah has machlekes about this. Beishamay says, right? Beishamay always goes always goes with koyach, right? Famous with the Hanukkah. Yeah. Okay, so once you think about it, no good. Beishilu says you have to actually drink from it. And but with Paskin, even more making the Beishilu that even if you drink from it, as long as you don't touch it, it's good. Okay, design. 
you have a keli that has uh, water inside of it, which you had already ash, the part that was placed upon it. You, came, you left it uncovered. You come, you find it's covered. And no one's around. You know about it. You're for sure was covered by a person. We assume a behemoth can't cover it. Now, we're not talking about a complicated cover like we have nowadays. Back then, it was a more simple cover, which you put on top of it, like a lid. After became, the assumption is was not an animal, it was a human being. Now, is this human being Torah Lechatos? Not usually. Most people weren't, right? Still, it's possible they were not. Even if you want to say that whenever they had the Paraduma burned, the rare occasion, everybody ran to the mikvah shame Paraduma just in case, whatever. But the fact is, maybe a person not Tar Lechatas touched it. Shalei Adam Kisiru Bavadi was for sure of my person, so it's a suffix, and therefore, you have to be Chayshish. If you could leave it covered, now you find it uncovered. That could be done by an animal. If it's possible that a, a, a mole drank from it, or dew came into it, or any other way that it became possible after it was uncovered, so in that case, it's possible. If, it's, if that's not, not, not likely, there's no moles around, it wasn't, there was no dew, it was not the nighttime, then the Kshayden, why? Maybe it was a person, which, would, which, uh, which might be a problem, because he's not Tarlachatas, or if it was a Behemoth, which might be a problem, which, might, excuse me, but which would, um, which would not be a problem. Which would not be a problem. So if it was a person, it might be a problem, it might not be a problem. If it was a behemoth, so then um, what's the what's the you know even if it was a, even if it was a person, it might be a problem, might not. If it was an animal, so then what's the part over here? What's the two? Yeah, in other words, it hurts a mother. The Ram over here is making the assumption that if the animal uncovered it, it wouldn't be an issue. Ayla Khari just said it would be an issue. Yeah, I don't know. So for some reason, the Ram is assuming that the animal is not a problem. It's, it's a little puzzling why. But for some reason, I guess he just said before that it, there's no chulda, so, 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 yeah, but the truth is that behemoth is also an issue. So for some reason, the Ram over here is talking about a case where the, if any behemoth around, it wouldn't be a problem. Akaponim, if it's a person, it could be a problem. A behemoth is not a problem. And even if it's a person, Labdaf it's a problem, so it's a sex faker. Mm-hmm. Fine. Now, remember we learned that if a person does malacha b'shas, he fills the water up until they put ash on it, it's a, it's a problem. So if I give it to a shamer, it's not a problem. Once I put the ash on it, if the malacha is not a problem. So therefore, do I need to make a shamer? No. Could I make a shamer? Yeah. Why would I do that? Because if I become Tommy, I'm only a shamer, that's a problem. I could also not make a shamer if when I fill it up, just make sure I do malacha. So it's it's, nece- it's not necessary, but you could do done. So I'm used to my mikdash and my mishnah shemalu the kiddush to come to shamran. If I take water, even if I had the ash put on it already, and for sure we didn't have the ash put on it yet, and I give it to someone to guard, and he's tamei, it's possible because the fact that it was in the shul, so someone was tamei as a chumra by, by paraduma, even by other places maybe we treat it as a tamei. Yudchas shnayim shayim hashem es amayim nitzvachem. Two people are guarding the water, even if already had the ash put on it. Let's say right, one becomes tamei. Shem it's kosher. Shem b'tei shehein b'shus hasheni. The second guy is considered shemer as well. Tar v'chad l'shomer nitzvachem hasheni. If the guy met him, became tar, and now he goes back to watch. Now the second guy became tamei. Shem it's kosher. B'tei shehein b'shus hashalishin. Because then it's considered b'shus of the first one. Nitmu shnei ge'achas. If both of them are tamei for one moment simultaneously, amayim b'shum, then the water is possible because the b'shus of tameim.